Welcome to Milo Time, where we dive into the list of things that Milo loved and spend some time with my beautiful, amazing, awesome, fantastic boy, Milo. Welcome to another episode of Milo Time. Daryl Kessler along with Lisa Cohen. Hey there. Lisa, welcome back from New Orleans. I hope you had a good yes, time. Yes, yes. We were down there. I yeah. think they call it the Big Easy. The Big Easy. The Big Easy. <laughs> Did you uh, eat well? We took it easy. Uh, yeah, we ate really well. We ate really well. It any good, any good particularly stuff. noteworthy establishments? Well, you know, the one that everybody knows is this place, Cafe Du Monde, where yes. they sell the beignets. Yes. And it's, <laughs> I mean, they are delicious, but they are extremely heavy <laughs> and uh and uh the lot there's just crazy lines you know and so it's one of those things that you're kind of like do we really like you're like do we have to do it yeah you sort of have to do it if you're gonna go there we're here yeah. we should do it and then you're spending an hour going like is it really gonna be worth it <laughs> it's definitely worth it but i would also say you know there's other places with venues yeah also prominently featured in treme it, yes. it shows up like again and again. It's like I a need featured to watch performer. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's such a good yeah. show. Now that you've been to New Orleans in particular, and, For sure. and Cafe Du Monde, I guess, has the respect of both tourists and native New Orleanians because yeah. it shows up again and again. Are they called show. New Orleanians? Isn't that it? I don't know. Did I make that up? I feel like you should check that. I will have to check that and do some <laughs> editing here if that wasn't correct. Anyway, as you know, on this show, we dig into the list of things that Milo loved and as always, we ask Lisa to reach into the bag and pick something that draws her attention. So what are you looking at today, Lisa? Uh, Calgary Stampede. I don't know what that is. The Calgary Stampede. Do, do you not know literally what the Calgary Stampede is? Literally. I don't know what, so um, I'm not going to get this exactly right, but the Calgary Stampede is in Calgary in Canada, and it is a rodeo. It is a rodeo. There is this sort of American West vibe in Calgary, which is in Western Canada, and the Calgary Stampede... I'm not going to get all the details right, but it runs through some stretch of the summer, and it is a functioning real rodeo with all kinds of sideshows associated with it, food and entertainment and stuff of that nature. It's, so why is it's it It's like the U.S. Open. It's like the U.S. Open. It's a little bit like <laughs> the U.S. Not. Open, but with horses. Right. That's right. Um, so the reason that is on the list of things Milo loved is because in the summer of 2019... Milo went on what we used to call a teen tour. Yeah. Um, he uh, wanted to do some traveling that summer. It was an uncommon type of thing to do from our neighborhood. Where I grew up on Long Island, it was quite common for people to go on teen tours. Um, and I think elsewhere in the country, it's pretty popular. Here in Brooklyn, it was very uncommon. But he was perfectly willing to go on a quote-unquote teen tour by himself so we did a little research and we found an organization. I think it's called Travel for Teens. And we looked through their dozen or so options. And Are we getting ad money for this? <laughs> yeah, right. We should, we should work on that, actually. <laughs> Memo to self. Um, anyway, so um, Milo signed up. Uh, he looked through the, the guide of available trips and he signed up for a trip that went to the Pacific Northwest and then up into Western Canada and was a combination of camping and hotels. And he went for three weeks, again, not knowing anybody on this trip. Um, so on that trip, um, they called us about a month before the trip started and they said, well, we just want to let you know that there are roughly 12 people on this trip. That sounds good. Um, but that 
either nine or 10 of them are girls and there's only going to be two or three boys. And we presented that to Milo and Milo said, I, I don't care at all. Um, I want to do the trip and I'm perfectly fine, you know, being friendly with both boys and girls. And it didn't, it was fine with him, which I think is sort of a more modern sensibility. I think our kids generally get it better than we did when we were that age. It would have seemed like a big deal. Yep. It feels like when, when I was that age, it would have been a big deal. But, but also Milo's cool. He's kind of, he's definitely cooler than I, I was <laughs> at the same age for sure. Um, but he didn't even think twice. He kind of, yeah, yeah. he kind of understood why we were asking, but didn't understand why it would be an issue. And he was totally fine with it. So anyway, he went on this um, trip to the Pacific Northwest and to Calgary. And he came back telling us how much he loved the Calgary Stampede. He loved being there. One of the main reasons was he discovered something called frozen coffee, um, which was some sort of coffee, ice cream, slushy thing, Yum. which he absolutely loved. Milo always loved coffee. And if there was another form that coffee could take and another <laughs> iteration of coffee, he was more than happy to have it. Um, and he just loved the vibe. I think it has sort of a, maybe not hippie-ish vibe, but it's got sort of a circusy vibe. Mm -hmm. And I think it was sort of good-natured fun and he really, really liked it. Um, but the trip itself, um, you know, the Calgary Stampede was just one place that they visited. But... When I think about the Calgary Stampede and that trip in particular, I think about that summer. It's the summer of 2019. So this is after COVID has sort of started happening, but before we here in the States were aware of it. Um, well, I think we were very unaware at very, that point. Very, very unaware yeah. of it. Uh, I think if memory serves, the United States started shutting down like in March of 2020. Yeah, yeah. Um, for Milo also, in particular, it is the summer of 2019 and it was November of 2020 that he was diagnosed. So sometimes when we think about things from that stretch of time, from the summer of 2019, those months after that, his year of school then, sometimes we think about, think about those months, days, weeks very, very differently because it was not only pre-pandemic, but for us, it was also pre-diagnosis. And we think about how much fun he had on that trip. And also, 2020 summer, he didn't have any fun. I mean, nobody had any fun that summer. Right. That was, so nobody yeah. had fun 2020 summer, and little did we know what was coming down the pike. Yeah. In fact, for the summer of 2020, he was contemplating doing a second one of these teen tours oh, wow. to another destination, and they, the organization ended up canceling all of the trips. Right. Um, but, you know, on this trip, there were a couple of other things that were kind of noteworthy and, um, again, beautiful and heartbreaking. Um, so, as I mentioned, there was this was a trip that was primarily girls. Um, Milo um, was one of three or four boys. The trip was done in segments. So every one or two weeks, some people were dropping off the trip, some people were joining. So there was a rotating group, but it was always uh, predominantly girls and on this trip, I hope I'm not spilling any tea here, but on this trip, Milo became very close with, I'll call her a girl, a young woman. Um, she was going into, I mean, she was Milo's age, so going into um, 11th grade, I guess it was. And um, he told us, Milo, Alana and I would look at pictures from the trip, which they would make available like weekly. There'd be a couple of pictures. And we just noticed that there were quite a few pictures where Milo was with this <laughs> mm -hmm. young woman who we knew nothing about. We didn't know whether she was from California or Europe or Long Island or Brooklyn. 
Um, but we just noticed that over Which time, are the only places. Th- that's it. <laughs> One of those for sure. But other than that, not sure. Um, so he was appearing in a lot of photos with her and um, it was obvious they were good friends. And only after Milo returned from the trip and he spoke to Max about it a little bit, Max was sort of Milo's um, mentor um, and guiding voice when it came to certain social matters. I think we've touched on that Mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. Did we discover that in a standard sort of high school, I wouldn't call it drama, but a high school situation, um, Milo and this young woman, who I'm not going to name, liked each other, but she had a boyfriend from back at home. And everything Milo told us about her was uh, sort of remarkable she was a math student she was a math major wow or very interested in math i guess maybe not a major she was from new jersey Uh, milo really really liked her very much and um the final fascinating thing is that she started at northeastern the same year that milo did and is currently a student at northeastern um and when milo was treating and we visited max once in boston milo looked her up and actually had remained in regular contact with her, I believe, and spent an afternoon after his knee surgery, but while he was in treatment with her and they spent a lot of time together and he was reminded how much he really liked her. And she, I think she was reminded how much she liked him. And yeah. I, I do remember uh, meeting her after Milo spent uh, an afternoon with her and her kind of giving him the thumbs up and saying, now you're going to be here in January, right? You're going to be here in January. And that was sort of the plan and the idea that his first semester at Northeastern, he was going to do remotely. And then starting with the second semester, he was going Mm -hmm. to do it on campus. And obviously that never happened. Um, But this is another example. Not not each of these um, episodes has to go in this direction, but it's another example of you know, things left unfinished, things left unknown. She was so lovely when we met her. It was so obvious why Milo would like her and feel a connection to her. Having met her very briefly, it was so obvious why she would have a connection to Mm -hmm, Milo. mm -hmm. And it was also so obvious that they were, at the very least, eager to be really good friends on campus because they had a lot in common that they discovered over a couple of weeks and there was so much more growth for that relationship and um, all started at the Calgary Stampede. All started at the Calgary Stampede. Amazing. Yeah. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode of Milo Time. We'll hope you'll join us again soon where we dig into once again the list of things Milo loved. Hope to see you soon. 